We're going back to the vault today. It's Holly Taylor uh, and just me flying solo. So again, hence we're going back to the vault as Johnny Rocket still feeling under the weather. So we are digging up an episode, episode 13, as a lot has happened to our guest since we last spoke with her. She got married. She is months, weeks, nay, away from having a little baby. And she is also still creating incredible music. So maybe some things don't change. So sit back, relax, enjoy episode 13, where we spoke with Chelsea Amber. The Why Me Project, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. Episode number... 13. Also known as a baker's dozen. Yeah, look at you with your random facts. Well, it was what they used to do because they would sell 12, but they would give an extra loaf, which would be the 13th, a baker's dozen, to avoid being penalized for selling short of the weight. Oh, interesting. Hence the term a baker's dozen. Did not know that. Something that you will not be shorted from today, though, is Mm -mm. a fantastic person with an incredible story. Ah, an amazing story, and uh, it's just I'm so excited that she's on our show today. Can I be honest though? I'm like I know you were worried when we had a conversation with Leland that you were going to be the third wheel. Yeah. Kind of how I feel about this. Well, don't be, don't be. It'll be okay. You say that now, I guess we will have to see. Please welcome Chelsea Amber. How are you? Good. How are you? Well, I'm good. I guess we'll see how this goes. <laughs> because you guys, I, I mean, it's been said before that you guys are like sisters. You quote unquote look alike. I don't see it. But you guys have this close relationship. So I think that I will be the third wheel in this. We will totally include you. Yeah. <laughs> we're an inclusive crew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because we met seven years ago doing a radio tour across southern Alberta. Now here we are, seven years later. Yeah, that was my first single, sending it out to radio. Oh, how times have changed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, this is what we like to do. We like to always kick it off with this question. Chelsea, who are you and where did you come from? Well, my name is Chelsea Amber. I'm originally from Halifax, Nova Scotia, and now I'm in Abbotsford, British Columbia. What was Chelsea like as a little girl? Where was the where was your passions? When did you come to the realization that music was a thing? Uh, well, my big debut was in my room with my stuffed animals. Nice. Um, my bed was a stage, and my Amy Grant cassette tapes were the music, the band, and that was where I started singing. I I think I loved music long before I actually remember. Because I, my mom said that there was one day we were at church, and the preacher was preaching, and I told her I was going to go up and sing for everybody. And I got out of the pew and started heading up for the front. And the <laughs> pastor was like, who is this child? Somebody come get her. <laughs> so I don't actually remember when my love for music started, because I think it was before I have any like really solid memories. <laughs> It just oh. kind of was a part of who you are, the fabric of what made you you. Yeah, and I think when when something is inside of you, you can't help but do it, you know, like we artistic types. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. then you're super little, you're loving music. Did you start with instruments? Did you start singing? I started singing first, and then I did a few piano lessons when I was little. It was around middle school where I started to play guitar. Truth be told, I wanted to play piano, but uh, we didn't really have the money to buy a piano, and there was a man 
at my church. His name was Joe Sharp, which I thought was fun because he was a music teacher and his last name is Sharp. Um, <laughs> but he played or he gave guitar lessons and he had an extra guitar that I could borrow until we could uh, get some money together for for to buy a guitar. So that's how I ended up playing the guitar. <laughs> now in school, was it cool to love music or how how did that navigate socially? Um, it was, I had some, it was fine. I had some friends that I, I remember specifically in grade two, I was, I would often be asked when I, when I was in the bathroom and there was other girls in the bathroom, they'd be like, can you sing for us? I'd be like a little seven-year-old singing in the bathroom for my friends. <laughs> Thank goodness for excellent acoustics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you said that, so at a young age, then you started going to church? Yeah, I, my my mom was the one that really um, introduced me to the Lord. So I gave my life to the Lord at seven years old at Moncton Wesleyan Church. Do you remember that moment? I do. Um, I was uh, in Sunday school, and I don't actually... I don't remember how, but somehow I won a contest that I don't, I didn't even know I was in. <laughs> I have no idea. Like they voted on, some, I don't know. Anyway, somehow I won this contest and I got to be queen of the Sunday school for that day. So they put me up at the front and there was a guy, I don't remember who the, the boy was who won king, but um, they put me up at the front on a throne with a little tinfoil crown and purple cape. And um, the lesson that day was about heaven. So they asked all the uh, uh, the kids to close their eyes and raise their hand if they weren't sure if they were going to heaven. I wasn't sure, but the problem was I was queen, and queens don't raise their hands to ask questions. Right. So I kept my hand down, and I asked my mom about it in the car on the way home from church that morning. And so she pulled over to the side of the road and explained to me about how all of us, have done something wrong. None of us are perfect. And because of that, we were separated from a perfect God. And God loved us so much that he sent his son, Jesus, to come and pay the penalty that we owed so that we could, and he raised, and he raised life three days later so that we could have a relationship with him um, both now and for eternity. So in the car there when my mom was explaining that, that's when I gave my life to the Lord. So your mom seemed to be quite the influencer when it came to you and and your faith and your relationship with God. What about your dad? My dad, he became more of an influence later in that respect. Um, He's actually an Anglican minister, but in in my early days, it was usually my mom putting me to bed or taking me to Sunday school. So she was the one that got me started. Now for you, for music, how has that helped you navigate maybe the awkward teen years? How has it been an expression of who you are? Well, it's funny because singing, um, well, my mom got me involved in church very actively, um, just like different youth groups and stuff. And because of that, I've had a, a good group of friends. That was a huge influence in making sure that I made good decisions. Mm-hmm there have been times where I was in my teen years and I'd be at a party and things started going on that weren't cool. So I would call my mom to come get me. Or, um, and I know because I've always wanted to sing, I never smoked a cigarette. Like I always just stayed away from, so I've, I've literally never smoked anything in my life because I've just always known that I want to sing and I didn't want to do anything to compromise my vocal cords. <laughs> um, so that kept me going in my teens. And my mom used to stress, that when I'm in school, that I am there to be an influence, not to be influenced. Between going to youth group and hearing about God and um, 
and, you know, right decisions. And then, you know, my mom driving it into me to find the right friends when I'm at school and be an influence. So that's how I, that's how I navigated those teen years. <laughs> so then you, uh, be, you're a teenager, then you graduate high school. Then what was kind of the next step in your life? Well, I went to university for six years. Not a lot of people know this who are in my music life, but I'm also a teacher. So I went to school. I knew, always knew I wanted to do music, but when you're, when you're 17 and they ask you to make life decisions, you kind of just kind of, <laughs> you go with what everyone's kind of suggesting at the time. So I'm not sure if I would take that same route if I were to go back in time, but I started as a double major, double honors in uh, physics and French. And then I dropped physics and went to math. And then I decided to just focus on French because I couldn't make up my mind because I knew I just wanted to do music. And my mom was like, Chelsea, why don't you just do music? And I was like, no, I need to do some smart subjects. (laughs) (laughs) Is that how your mom sounds? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I was the one saying that. My mom was like, Chelsea, you want to do music? Just do music. And I was like, no, I need to. I need to get a real job. (laughs) (laughs) It's like role reversal. I know, right? Well, there were other voices playing into that that decision, you know, teachers and other well-meaning adults um, saying, you know, you need to go to a real job. But I think going back in time, I probably would have just straight out of high school went and studied music. But I uh, I actually really enjoyed my time at Dalhousie University because I was part of Campus for Christ. And so there I got to be mentored and I grew in my faith. I was a worship leader with the group and um, went on a, a couple mission trips during that time. So it was a really good uh, faith-strengthening Time. You went to university six years, become a teacher. Did you ever get a chance to be a teacher? I've been, yeah, I've been teaching ever since. Um, so I, uh, it, on top of doing music, if I'm off the road, then I'll go and substitute teach. So it's still somewhat of a passion for you then? I love building into people. I love building into the younger generation because they're, you know, the future. Um, and so it is It is encouraging to me to see young people making good decisions and pursuing their passions, doing it in the context of a math class, not so much my passion, but um, <laughs> just being honest. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, so I just stick with the kind of the day-to-day substitute teaching, and then that gives me the flexibility to do music as well. Tell me life as a teacher, and I mean, being a substitute teacher already, I think, would be hard enough. But mm-hmm. how is it teaching in a generation now that is very social media focused, very into their phones? Does that become difficult? Yeah, it does. Um, I just finished what I would call probably my most difficult <laughs> teaching stint. I just had a couple months where I wasn't on the road and I was asked to take over a medical leave for the last couple months. So it just ended. And um, yeah, it was a, an interesting uh it was a very interesting experience just because of the way things came together and the, the scheduling. There were a lot of uh, students that ended up in one class that came from troubled homes and needed a lot of attention and a lot of um, firm love, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you know what I mean, and, um, and, and very strict boundaries. So I had to, I had to, that is not naturally my personality to be like, really strict and it rules. <laughs> Uh, very rules driven. Like I'm an entertainer. Like you know what I mean. Like yeah. <laughs> I go on stage and try to, you know, have uh, tell people about Jesus and have fun and everything. So it was like a new part of my personality I had to develop um, to just. But it actually 
It was good because I got a card from students about two weeks ago during exam week. There was a, a three students who made this card for me and gave it to me. And I opened it up and it said, thank you so much for getting our class under control. It was wild before you got here. <laughs> that's pretty like that's that's something for the students to acknowledge that and then to respect you for for laying down the law. Yeah, well, I was the fourth substitute teacher they had in that classroom. They couldn't find anybody to stay. <laughs> so I stayed. And um, and I, I just, I, I believe in keeping my commitments. And so I stayed and I started doing something called Motivation on Monday. So every Monday I would put up a uh, video of some sort from YouTube, something about respecting people or going after your dreams or not letting the haters <laughs> get to you those sorts of videos, you know, I'm not letting laziness get in the way of your success, stuff like that. Um, and then on Friday, we'd play a game. So um, I worked hard to build relationships with the students. So I was really glad to get that card and to feel like, okay, it wasn't all for naught. <laughs> and I did turn a corner with that particular class, that one class that everyone was having trouble with. So um, I definitely attribute that to God. Exactly. <laughs> prayed a lot going into that classroom. Lord, give me wisdom, help me to show them that I love them, even though I'm very strict about my rules, because I have to be. As, um, you know, a female and being, working with these students and having to really draw out of yourself a different element, how has that impacted your music? Well, it's uh, definitely given me more of a, a drive to see how how many people and teenagers really need positive influences in their life. You know, I had students come up to me and talk about how, like, they're just finding out now how their dad died, and you know, like, or that their, you know, their their dad was never involved, and they have this, this stepfather, or, you know, who is speaking to them harshly, or whatever, you know, like, these, you, you hear about these things, and you're like, oh my gosh, like... <laughs> It really, uh, so it gives me, definitely gives me motivation that everything that I do as a musician is going to be an encouragement to my audience. You grew up as a musical girl, then became a musical teen into a musical woman. What is the process or the steps to uh, where you are today in life as an artist? How did you get to where you are right now? There's a picture going around the internet. On one side of it, it said how you think success is going to look. And there's a straight arrow that's pointing upward, like an upward slope. And then it said how success really looks. And then it's this like really squiggly line that's going up and down and all around. And it's a complete mess. <laughs> mm -hmm. And sometimes it felt like that. I mean, there were a lot of times where I felt discouraged on a variety of circumstances. And then God would send someone to say, hey, you're about to quit what God has called you to do, and I really feel like they didn't know anything. They didn't know I was a musician, nothing. And they said, yeah, but we just wanted to encourage you to keep going and not quit on what God has called you to do. Because I was literally, there's a few summers back where I was like, okay, this is my last summer. <laughs> I'm done. Um, so God has been faithful in sending encouragements along the way, because it's not, it's not an easy road. And everyone I've talked to, I mean, you know, on Facebook and uh, all the social media stuff, it's not really the time to be like, hey, just lost thousands of dollars because so-and-so didn't come through on their, you know what I mean? Or it's not really the, the time the, the time or place to do that. So people don't hear about those things. So um, you end up just seeing the mountaintop and the, the, the surface area of a the tip of a mountain is very small. 
compared to the rest of the mountain, which means there was a very large climb that had to get to that point that people don't necessarily see. So I think it's easy to get in a why me situation when you feel discouraged and then you go on social media and you see, you know, oh, your friend was featured on iTunes or, oh, this person got this huge opportunity or this person, you know, it's it's easy to start comparing yourself and being like, well, God, how come, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm comparing, I start comparing my, uh, my real life to their highlight reel, you know, mm-hmm. and it can be easy to get. And I think with, so that's just a danger with social media, you know, no matter what, um, not just when you're a musician. And so, um I actually took Facebook off of my phone because I was spending too much time of it on it and just um, I didn't want to allow that to compare, uh, for uh, allow that to cause me to compare myself to others. So I took it off my phone because my, my journey is mine. But, I, yeah, when I, in, the, in the negative sense of why me, <laughs> I'd be like, God, like, you know, why, why am I going through all this difficulty and trying to move forward? And I see all these people with their highlight reel and, they, you know, you forget that, I also have real life too. And I'm sure there are times where I've had success and have posted about it on the internet and um, other musicians that you have those same moments of like, oh God, like Chelsea's doing this stuff. Like, and they don't see what, you know, all the work that went into getting to that point. And so it's just a nice reminder that like when, when God has a calling on my life, it's, it's, I can't compare it to anybody else because it's very, it's very unique to me. Um, and just having having peace about uh, you know he has entrusted me with songs and with people to bless and um, and I need to be a good steward of that and then also uh, partnering with Compassion Canada has been just an absolute ray of sunshine like I just love I, I love doing that and the fact that I get to do that through partnering with them with music I've been presenting them um, at concerts and and churches on Sunday mornings and it's just been a real blessing to be part of the global fight for the the global fight against poverty and to know that the children that are getting sponsored are being discipled and being introduced to Christ and so I just I love that um, you know this <laughs> random girl from Halifax, Nova Scotia, gets to make a, a global impact through music with this partnership. So I have lots of why me moments as I see people sponsoring and as I got to actually go and meet my sponsor child for the first time last year. So um, yeah, some very, very powerful moments where I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is amazing that I get to do this. So you are a girl from Nova Scotia, but now you are the woman in Abbotsford, BC. How did you make that move? Well, um, it was scary, but God was so faithful. Um, I was well. Part of a big part of the part of the move was because I met a man who I will be marrying in October. Oh. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. I'm very excited. <laughs> um, so I moved to Abbotsford last year, and um, I prayed about it a lot, and I really felt like God had given me the the thumbs up to go. So um, I contacted another artist named Dana Marie, and the two of us traveled across Canada, and that was my move. (laughs) We (laughs) toured from one end of the country to the other, and it was neat to see how God came through because there were people that would just randomly, you know, they'd come up to buy CDs, and they would just randomly give us an extra 50 bucks, or there was one person that gave us a check and said, I feel like God's telling me to give this to you for $200. 
and just pulling the tour together. Um, I could tell that God's hand was on it because both of us had said that we have never had a tour come together so quickly or easily. Because usually when you put a tour together and you're calling churches and everything, you have to call a lot of churches. And it just felt like every church we contacted was like, yep, we'll have you. <laughs> like, oh, okay, <laughs> sweet. Um, so it was amazing to see that come together and to see God uh, come through on the financial side of things. And he also protected us because there was a, a night where um, we were we were going to drive from Sudbury all the way up to Thunder Bay in a single day. So I started I started going the way the GPS was telling me, but then I noticed that it was the way that I didn't want to go because there was um, it, it was just there was a, a lot of woods and it was going to get dark and anyway I wanted to be on kind of a more populated road, not a tiny road in the middle of the woods. So I turned back and that cost us some time. And then after that, we we stopped at a a radio station, and that ended up taking longer than we had expected. And so we were like, oh, no, we're behind schedule, and we were kind of stressed. So we ended up uh, stopping in Sault Ste. Marie, and then we found out the next day that had we driven from Sault Ste. Marie to Thunder Bay and tried to do the whole thing in one night like we planned, we may have hit a moose because there were three moose that were hit that night on the, on the, the highway that we were supposed to drive. So we just felt like God had protected us by allowing plans to not go the way we had hoped. So I was kind of mad at myself at first, now, not realizing it was this moose situation. I was like, ah, oh, why did I take this road? It's cost us time. I don't know. Anyway, so it was neat to see that God not only provided financially, but he protected us. He guided all of our plans so that we got from one destination to the next without any accidents or car trouble or anything. So you're yeah. in Abbotsford, which is directly across the country from where Halifax was, or is, yes, sorry, it was. How did, uh, how did you then meet your fiancé? I met him before moving. So um, I was at Bible study about two years ago, and I was telling my friend about how I was feeling discouraged with my guitar playing, because I felt like I was playing, or sorry, practicing, and it's not getting any better. So I asked her, can you pray that I find the right online guitar lesson? because right now I can't really afford for somebody to come to my house every week for private lessons or for, you know, me to go there. Um, but I could afford some sort of online program. So she prayed that I would find the right online guitar lessons. And so shortly after that, I went on the Google machine and <laughs> typed in online guitar lessons. And my fiance's website popped up. It said guitarlessons.com. It's pretty easy to remember. Yeah, And so I checked out his site and a few others, and I liked his the best. And uh, so I started taking those online lessons and bought into the Father's Day sale that they had going on at the time. And so uh, and I started taking lessons, and uh, I felt kind of dumb because about a month and a half in, I started getting a crush on the teachers. <laughs> <laughs> so I, and it was like pre-recorded lessons. It wasn't, it wasn't live, so that just, I just felt so dumb. <laughs> it was like, help this is ridiculous. I don't know. There was just something about him. And I thought, you know, I can't assume he's not a Christian. So just sent him an email. And uh, we started emailing back and forth and grew from there. So you pursued him. Well, I dropped the handkerchief and waited to see if he would pick it up. I love that analogy. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I like the fact that the teacher then became the student. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what's next then for you and uh, your music career? Well, um, I just launched a brand new website. Um, I'm actually feeling really good about the future. 
um, getting, I feel like I'm gaining some direction. I've been praying over the last few months saying like, God, where do you want me to go? Um, how do you want me to move forward? And, um, so I've, I've, I've launched a new website, um, just chelseaamber.com and I'm going to be starting a blog next week. And the blogs are going to be about the stories behind the songs that I've written and the songs that I, that I do covers of, you know, songs that I sing a lot. Either how the song was written or why I sing this song, if it wasn't one that I wrote, like how, how that song has been speaking to me. I'm hoping that it'll be an encouragement to people in their life, like a little devotional on the go kind of thing. So I'm excited to get that started. And this summer I'm going to be writing for the next album. So I've got that on the go. And in the meantime, I just released a uh, an acoustic worship EP, because um, I've launched a new acoustic series, so the first installment went out earlier this year. So lots going on. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Singer, yeah. songwriter, worship leader. Again, it's uh, ChelseaAmber.com. Getting married in October, and we're all invited. You can uh, <laughs> check her out on Instagram and Twitter. It's uh, Chelsea underscore Amber. Two underscores. Is it two on the both of them or just on the one? Both Instagram and Twitter, it's two underscores. Confused me, and I wasn't sure. <laughs> Well, now you know. Double underscore Amber. (laughs) Yeah. We appreciate you taking the time. And uh, if we ever need guitar lessons, we know where to go. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Chelsea, thank you so much for spending time with us and sharing your story and your why me moments. And all the best as you enjoy a summer air quote off, at least from school. (laughs) Yeah. I'll be working with music a lot. Thanks, Chelsea. Excellent. Thanks so much. You know, I, I really appreciate how... Chelsea brought up social media and how it really is a snapshot of everything that's going right in people's lives. It's not very often that you see pictures of the messy home and the piles of laundry and you sitting in your couch crying because you don't know how the rest of your day is going to go. And how we showcase those peaks, those tips of the icebergs instead of all the hard work and the grit and the garbage that went into making that moment. Well, I like how you say that, though, because there was that thing that I have on my phone that says success is an iceberg because what people see and then the 80% of what people don't see, which is the risk, the focus, the goals, the persistence, the failure, the sacrifice, and the hard work. Mm-hmm. So very cool in the fact that you bring that up, and I, I actually have it right there on my phone. You do. It was like it was meant to be mentioned. I love it. Because so often you have those conversations with people, and everyone just gives you their highlight reel. But working and living life, sometimes it's just important to make sure if you've got a friend, you ask them those, those deeper questions. I wonder, though, how many of us should maybe look at doing what she did, where she took the Facebook off of her phone, where she kind of took a step back from social media. It's still important to further your career, to have those connections, but we are so in tune to this FaceTime that, you know, we spend so much time either in front of a screen, whether it's TV or computer or phone, that maybe we should look at, you know, taking a step back. Well, I actually did that uh, two weeks ago, removed Facebook the app off of my cell phone. And? And I now go to bed earlier. Really? By about 45 minutes. See, my issue is, and I'll be completely honest, I would take Facebook off and then I would look at Instagram. Or if I took (laughs) Instagram and Facebook off, like I'm like kind of an all or none type person. Yeah, you'd be on Snapchat and then you'd be on Twitter. I'd start downloading other apps that probably nobody's ever played with before (laughs) just so that I could have something to look at. Well, I will admit my Instagram time has definitely gone up. But the bunny trails that Facebook can take you on, um, that is no longer a distraction. 
Speaking of social media, we would love for you guys <laughs> to follow us. You can uh, go on Twitter. It is Why Me Project, or you could follow myself and Holly. It is at Holly on Shine and at Johnny on Shine. We're not saying social media is bad, okay? <laughs> We're just saying uh, within moderation and not to base your value on somebody's highlight reel. I could eat chocolate. I'm just not going to eat 17 chocolate bars. No, that would be my role. <laughs> That's fair. I, I, or I could do it all in one year. It's all about pacing yourself. Um, you could download us on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you also check out Google Play and Stitcher. And of course, faithstrongtoday.com. Love her story so much. It's Chelsea Amber as we go back in the vault to year number one, episode 13. And Chelsea Amber was telling us a little bit about life. Uh, This was before she got married. She actually just celebrated her fourth anniversary with her husband two days ago. Today is her birthday. So you can wish her a happy birthday on her social media accounts. It's at Chelsea Amber Music. And uh, she's literally weeks away from the birth of her first child. So we are so excited to see the growth, not just as a musician, but as now a wife and a mother. So happy birthday, Chelsea Amber. Uh, We've got lots of episodes for you to review as we wait for Johnny to feel better. Hopefully next week he'll be back again. But for now, wherever you get your podcast, look for Why Me Project, or you can always head to faithstrongtoday.com.